So, thank you all for coming. Today's class, Srimad Bhagavatam, 1st Canto, 6th chapter, 37th verse. And this is still Nard Muni talking, I believe, isn't it? Yes. Ah, Sutta Goswami. Sutta Vacha Evam Sambhasya Bhagavan Narado Vasavi Sutam Amantriya Vinam Ranayan Yayo Gadrichiko Munihi Sutavacha Evam Sambasya Bhagavan Narado Vasavi Sutam Amantriya Amantriya Vinam Ranayam Amantriya Vinam Ranayam Yayo Yadrichikho Munihi Sutu Vacha Evam Sambhasya Bhagavan Narado Vasavi Sutam Amantriya Vinam Ranayam Yayo Yachtrichikomunihi Sutu Vacha Devam Sambhasya Bhagavan Narado Vasavi Sutam Amantriya Vinam Ranayam Yayo Yadrichikomunihi Sutta Goswami said, thus addressing Vyasadeva, Srila Nard Muni took leave of him, and vibrating on his Veena instrument, he left to wander at his free will. Sweet words. So I say you can say, Sutta Goswami said, thus addressing Vyasadeva, Srila Nard Muni took leave of him, 
and vibrating on his vena instrument, he left to wander at his free will, purport by Srila Prabhupada. <coughs> Every living being is anxious for full freedom because that is his transcendental nature. And this freedom is obtained only through the transcendental service of the Lord. Illusioned by the external energy, everyone thinks that he is free, but actually he is bound up by the laws of nature. A conditioned soul cannot freely move from one place to another, even on this earth, and what to speak of one planet to another, but a full-fledged free soul like Nard Muni, always engaged in chanting the Lord's glory, is free to move not only on earth, but also in any part of the universe, as well as any part of the spiritual sky. He can just imagine, uh, we can just imagine the extent and unlimitedness of his freedom, which is, which is as good as that of the Supreme Lord. There is no reason for obligation for his traveling, and no one can stop him from his free movement. Similarly, the transcendental system of devotional service is also free. It may or may not develop in a particular person even after he undergoes all detailed formulas. Similarly, the association of the devotees is also free. One may be fortunate to have it or one may not uh, have it even after thousands of endeavors. Therefore, all the spheres of devotional service uh, in, in, excuse me, therefore in all the spheres of devotional service, freedom is the main pivot. Without freedom, there is no execution of devotional service. The freedom surrendered to the Lord does not mean that the devotee becomes dependent in every respect. To surrender unto the Lord through the transparent medium of the spiritual master is to attain complete freedom of life. Once again, the verse, Sutta Goswami said, Thus addressing Vyasadeva, Srila Nard Muni took leave of him, and vibrating on his vena instrument, he left to wander at his free will. Oma Gantimarindasya Gananjanan Shalakaya Chakshur Unmilitam Jena Tasmai Sri Gurave Namaha Sri Chaitanya Manovishtam Stapi Tanjena Bhutale Swayam Rupakadamayam Tadanti Swapadantakam Banchakalpata Rubyascha Kripasanubiyavacha Patitanam Pava Nebio Vaishnavibio Namo Namaha So, uh, very enlivening for someone uh, who likes to uh, wander. It's good to hear about Nard Muni's exploits. He left to wander uh, at his free will. So Srila Prabhupada points out, uh, and I'm going to give a class on one of the Sunday lectures about something very, actually this very subject. Uh, it, some people think that surrender means now I'm all tied up, I'm all bound up. You see, people have uh, a material definition of surrender. They equate it to what happens when one king beats another king. If my country, if my army decimates your country, you surrender. You see, when we dropped uh, uh, atomic bombs on Japan, they surrendered. When we leveled Germany, they surrendered. You see, uh, when uh, General Lee saw that his army was about to starve to death, he surrendered. There's nothing ever anything good in the material world about this word surrender. You see, it's a negative connotation. Surrender just doesn't seem, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's losing face to surrender. Now I become subject to you. Now you tell me what to do. You see, uh, General Lee, when he surrendered to General Grant, he asked for, let the men please keep their rifles, so if they could do hunting, let them keep their mount, their horse, for plowing, you see, when they go home. Let them do this, let them do that. And he was humbly begging. He, was, he turned into, he was re reduced from a general to a beggar 
And General Grant, out of his kindness, said, well, you can have this, but you can't have that, and I'll grant you this, and I'll, you see. So it's, it's just the opposite of what everyone in the material world, <clears throat> on the material standards, is seeking. Nobody wants to go there, you see. I would rather you surrender to me, and that way I tell you how it's going to be. <clears throat> so uh, I can't make you surrender to me because uh, if I force you, you know, if I twist your arm or something like that or punch you, you may get a lawyer and sue me or call a policeman. So I'll try to browbeat you with a, a voice. You know, I'll try to defeat you by uh, uh, saying, uh, uh, trying to act more intelligent, you see. Even if I have to make it up, sometimes people just make up intelligence, you know. I mean, what the heck, they feel like, well, I'm doing it for your good anyway. I have the voice to do that. Yeah, yeah, it's just, it's okay to lie. <laughs> You know, it's okay to lie. I'm doing it for your good. Boo, boo. Why did you lie to me? Prabhu, I was just looking out for you. You know, I thought we came looking for the absolute truth. So, you see, uh, but this surrender is just, it really is all that. It is not so good until you add the element of love. What do lovers do? They surrender to one another. What do, what do friends do? People who have deep friendship, they surrender. Those who are close friends, you know, are Prabhu, what can I do to help you? You see, it's just like right now we've got this uh, Prabhu, this uh, Bhakta Al, and he's leaving his body, you see. So we're surrendered to go help this man leave his body and achieve a spiritual um, life. Perhaps go to the lotus feet of Krishna, you see, now that we're surrendered. Is there any, are we losing face? It wasn't on your calendar, was it, to go over there and chant all day? It wasn't on my calendar to go over there last night. But when the request came, I was requested to surrender. We don't, uh, we don't see it that way sometimes. But when someone says, you know, when there's no one to do the RT, and someone says, Prabhu, can you do the RT? You're being asked to surrender out of love, you see. Prabhu, there's nobody here to go to, the, to, to do the Bhogavan. Can you do it? So you're being asked to surrender. So now sometimes uh, if we have um, uh, material mentality, a little bit of material tinge to our mentality, I'm thinking, well, it's you and you want me to go to the store to buy stuff for you. No, you are a representative of Krishna and you're asking me to surrender to go do some service to Krishna. Will I surrender? Surrender what? Surrender my uh, false ego. Well, I was thinking about doing this for me, you see. Rather than, well, I am. That's what I am. I am servant of Krishna. That's my identity. Now you may say, though, I had some other service for Krishna planned. I was going to serve Krishna in this way. And now you're asking me to serve Krishna in that way. So I could say, well, no, I, I, I've got this to do. And so I'm just blowing you off. But if I'm surrendered, I'm going to see how can I possibly do them both. Is there some way I can move this one till a little later and do this one now, or do that one first and then do this one? And that way I grab twice the service for my beloved, you see. So when you add the, the element of love, surrender becomes sweet. Lovers surrender, you see. Friends surrender. Prabhu, how can I serve you? You know, we, we need, and when we say that, we mean it. We want to. I want to do something for you, you know. It will gratify me to serve you, you see. So that's love. That's a loving exchange. That's dealing with each, with one another in love, you see. And we always have to keep that element. That, that uh, ingredient has to be present in everything we do. 
And if we do that, we're free. Prabhupada says we're free. See? Now, free from what? Free from our mind. Free from material contamination. We're free from the clutches of Maya because we're acting on the transcendental platform. And we're, it frees us. Devotional service frees us. We become free to wander, to wander through the spectrum of devotional service. It's like last, uh, not last night, uh, night before last in Bhagavad Gita class. I, I, I wanted to try an experiment. I thought it would work and it did. I started out with a very, very basic verse. It's like, spiritual life 101, you are not your body. And just to see where it would go. And from the questions and, uh, and, and answers and the comments that I got, it took us to very high level. Were you, you were there? Right? High level philosophy, you see. The people in the room took that very basic thing and just wrote it like a rocket straight up. And then we got, we got up on the very top level talking about loving Krishna, embracing Krishna, you see. Uh, so uh, we were, we were uh, exploring the spectrum of devotional service, the freedom of devotional service. It's free. You can take it as far as you want. You can ride that vehicle uh, all the way to Krishna, you see. So uh, freedom is something that, that um, I, I, people really fully don't understand. You see, they're willing to give up so many freedoms. Uh, I'm willing to take away your freedom. I'm willing to take away your freedom. I don't think that you should have a gun. So I vote that you shouldn't have a gun. I don't want, I don't have one, I don't want one. And I don't, I don't think, I, I think I want to deny you that freedom, freedom too. You see, I want to deny you the freedom to make this decision for yourself. You see, in the material world, because I want to control for whatever reason. If, if I control, I feel free. If I put you in bondage, I'm feeling free. You see? Because I'm in control now. I'm the one that's free and you're under my control. You see? Rather than uh, feeling freedom is, is something that very few people actually have ever tasted. Freedom to wonder, like uh, uh, Nard Muni, that is freedom. To have freedom, meaning that uh, I have no bondage. I can go, it's just like if you take dust and you, on a windy day and you throw it into the air, the air will take the dust wherever it wants to. The dust has no resistance. If you drop a leaf into the Ganga, in the current of the Ganga, the Ganga will take the leaf all the way out into the bay, you see. The leaf has no resistance whatsoever. So, uh, like Nardmuni, doesn't mean that we leave the temple or leave our family and just go like that. It could mean that. That someday you may take uh, renounced order and, and just wander. But it doesn't mean that you have to leave this place to have that same effect. You can wander freely through the spectrum of devotional service. You see? How much can I serve Krishna? Of course, we have to weigh <clears throat> how much can, I, uh, can my body take, you see, at one time. My body, I have to have the consideration for what this body will take in a, in a given period of time, you see. Sometimes we take, we want to take this much devotional service and put it into this much time. Sometimes that works. And sometimes as you get older, that doesn't work. You see, so we have to sometimes stretch it out. But that's a wonderful problem to have. The devotee is the only one that has such a problem. How much service can I get done in how much time? Not because we have somebody standing over us with a whip, <clears throat> you know, but because we're trying. We want that taste. We, get, we're, we become like um, uh, uh, addicts. We become addicted. We're addicted to serving Krishna and Krishna's devotees, you see. Once you get a little, just a little taste of it, 
you want more and more and more. You can't, you can't leave it. You can't forget it. Uh, so, uh, it's one time there was a devotee <coughs> who was going to leave. Uh, he, was, uh, he wanted to give up devotional service and go back into the material world. So, Srila Prabhupada said, so, what will you do for bliss? Mm-hmm. You know? <clears throat> the devotee thinks, I'm tasting bliss. Uh, at least uh, some bliss. You know, we're not uh, always 100% blissful uh, 100% of the time. Perhaps some of us may be. But uh, we, we, we start to take it for granted. You know? We start, many devotees take a temple surrounding, and they take it for granted. And they can't actually see that I'm really in the spiritual sky. I'm working directly for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. I'm directly serving the lotus feet. Directly. It's no indirect or anything like that. In other words, I'm here. I've made it. I've, I have made, I have, uh, as they say, I've grabbed the, the brass ring. You're, you're as good as in Krishna Lok. As good as. Same as. You just have to uh, polish your eyes and see better. Cleanse the, the mind and see what we actually have. You see. Sometimes a devotee may look at his life and feel ecstasy just seeing his life. Just look at. Sometimes you get a, 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 the ability to look at. Uh, Sometimes I can look at my vehicle and it makes me feel very happy. Not because it's something special. It's, not, it's just a, an old Dodge van. But it, it takes me here to there to see the devotees and to serve Krishna. And whereas I don't think so much of it sometimes when I'm going, but sometimes I'll look at it and it's, it, it's like an old friend. And it helps me in my service. You know? And I just feel so thankful. Oh, you, you are so kind, you know. You can look at, at your paraphernalia that you use to serve Krishna, and it makes you feel very sweet. And you see this sweet life that Krishna has given us. You know, nothing but sweetness. All the way. So sometimes we may find some little complaint. You know, we're, uh, we have that nature. Little complaint here there. Uh, but if we actually look at our life in the, in the right uh, mood, we will see it's glorious. All of us, it's glorious life. You see? It's just like this uh, Bhakti Al. You know, I asked him how he felt last night. You know, how are you? And he, he broke down in tears and he said, I feel so blessed. He said that again and again. I feel so blessed. You see? We're feeling blessed. To, to help him make this transition into the spiritual world. He's feeling blessed to see, to have our association. You know, there's Kirtan in the next room, and I said, is it, is it too loud? You know, he says, no, I love it. You see? He's looking, he's able to see our life in the way that we should be able to see our life. He's looking at us like demigods. He doesn't know how he got in this situation. How is it that I'm surrounded by Krishna's devotees at the time of my death? And when he thinks about it, when he ponders it, he breaks into tears of joy. Cool tears. Did he say that? Huh? Did he say that? Not in so many words. But I could tell when he, the way he was looking into my eye. You know, he was just staring into my face. You know, and he was just, he kept saying, he would want to say something, but the only thing he could say is, he would, he would be fighting for words to say, he would just say, I am just so blessed. You know, I mean, he, he couldn't get over it. He was feeling ecstasy. You see. So Krishna is touching him. Touching him how? With his devotees. And this, this gentleman is seeing us, we're like this all the time. You're Namadweep all the time, you see. But sometimes maybe you can't see how he is. 
because you take him for granted. We're like that. It's natural. We'll get over it someday. But sometimes we, we, if we look at the, at the devotee and we don't see his glories, then there's something wrong with us. We need a little bit of an adjustment. We should see the glories right away of the devotee, as soon as we see it. It's not that we see, oh, well, you're this and you're that. Some devotees are that way. They haven't learned yet. But some devotees, they see and they see some fault. Whatever little fault you may have, that's what they see. Oh, that's the guy that does this and this and this. So unfortunate, isn't it? It's very, very unfortunate. But the devotee should actually see uh, the glories of the devotee, which always outweigh, greatly outweigh, whatever little fault there may be. If you can see the glories, then actually, when you do look at the fault, the fault's insignificant. It's silly. And most of the time, the faults that we find with others, most of that fault is within us. It's just like people complain about the president. You know, he may not be a very good president, but he's certainly not as bad as people say he is. <laughs> you, know, you know, we have a tendency in the material consciousness to do like that. We have a tendency to, a tendency to want to bash, you know, to tear down others. If I tear you down, I'm raising myself up. That's my material consciousness. I can make myself and you feel better about me if I can trash him, you see. But the truth is, the absolute truth is, when dealing with a devotee, you've got to search and look for some fault, you see. And it's, it's, it's minuscule. So it's so small, it can't even be measured. It's not even worth it, you know, whatever fault, you see. So, um, that's free. To be able to think like that and to see the glories of the devotees, that's freedom. Rather than being bound by our minds and our, our false egos and our tendency to fault find, that's in the shackles, you see. That's being controlled by our minds. Most people are that way. It's unfortunate. The people that we're trying to save by our preaching efforts are that way. They're not free. They're bound, you see. Even though they may say, I'm, I'm an American, I'm free. They have no idea what freedom is. They have never tasted freedom. Those who have a, a concept of freedom uh, have fought and died for it throughout history, you see. We, we don't have a concept of, of freedom in this material world. In these United States, in these days, you know, we're completely controlled. And wanting more, willing to give up so much freedom. So, uh, any questions, comments? Yes, probably. Mm -hmm. <coughs> it's amazing, it's so nice when you said that, you know, when, 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 when we drink, when we drink the, you know, the, problem we get. I was talking to a devotee about what you just said. For example, when we have something in our heart, somebody else, we get angry, we get somebody, we get to leading up one way or the other. You know, tell, you know, explain or check the education. Because if we keep on bringing, bringing all the time, day after day, they call that keeping, uh, we, 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 uh, uh, we live in the past, mm. in the past, yeah. or forgiveness. And that came in my mind, that aging you make you look old and get you sick. Mm. So you talk about this, finish it, go to the next, yeah. next. It, 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 it actually and, does cause uh, sickness. Yes, sickness, and aging you too. So here you go. It ages? Uh, <clears throat> what it causes when we, when we hold a grudge, we become mentally constipated. And it also affects your digestion. You start to be constipated. Poisons and toxins, you're holding everything. It affects your health, ages you, you know. 
but someone who's free. Uh, it's, it's a rule of thumb for the devotee. If we're not feeling ecstasy, there's something wrong with us because we're, we're, we're in an ocean of it. We have fallen into an ocean of it. You know, There is no telling what Krishna will give us to do. Like to assist this man to go back to Godhead. I mean, can you... You know, it's hard to uh, contemplate the seriousness of what Krishna has given us. He's, he's chosen us. Why? We don't know. But he did. This man has uh, <clears throat> wandered through the material world for billions of lifetimes. And then Krishna led him to his devotees to go back to Godhead. Why? He's got some kind of sincerity there. He's got some kind of sincerity and Krishna wants to have some relationship with you. Maybe it's not so much him as it is you. Mm -hmm. I want you to experience this. I want you, I'm going to give you the opportunity to serve me in this way. And let me see, I'm going to take, uh, hey, Al. Huh, it's going to be Al. You see? Would that be Creeper Siddha? Yeah. What Al's getting right now? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Causeless mercy. There's no cause. We'll, we'll ponder, what did he do? How did he get this? We might even feel a little envious. <laughs> you know? Well, I had to do 40 years of chanting Hare Krishna, all this service, book distribution, and standing out in the lots, freezing my hands up. This guy just wanders in and dies and goes back to Godhead. <laughs> we were just talking. Yeah. That's the funniest Yeah. Did you have a question, Prabhu? No. It's like it's in the purple, most of the service is free to go anywhere. It's what? Free to go anywhere and everywhere. Yeah. Or not go somewhere. Yeah, it's the the most, it's the the biggest expression of freedom. Devotional service. When you finally achieve devotional service, you have finally freed yourself from material contamination, from illusion, from the slavery of your mind, your false ego, the minds and false egos of others, you're free to move about now. When you're, before you take up devotional service, you uh, are easily offended. Most people are very easily offended, you know. Because of your false ego, you're enslaved. And then I come along with my false ego and I start to uh, agitate you now. You're 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 driven as as if no you have no control. So you still have free will, but you don't know how to use it. You're being driven. You know, I may say you know um, I'm from one part of the country. You're from another part of the country. You know, um, people in your part of the country are like this, and your and your sports are. Your football team is lousy and rotten. And you're like, hey, what, what are you talking about? You can't talk about my, my state and my, my team? What are you talking about? You see what I mean? No, did, did I do that out of free will? No, I was programmed to do that, like a robot. I was programmed to react that way. I'm from Texas. And you talking bad about the cowboys? Hey, buddy, you don't know, you don't know what you're messing with here. <laughs> talking bad about my cowboys? People You bad mouthing the boys? You see, yeah, people can get shot. But I have a responsibility to all my bubbas back home, all my other cowboy fans. I have responsibility. That's what old Billy Bob would do if you said that to him. Uh, he. Boy, he, he, he'd shoot you. You see what I mean? So I'm compelled to act. Out of lust. Ignorance. 
you see. I'm compelled to act. I have to call you out. I'm not going to let you get away with that, boy. Now, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, I don't want to hit this guy. I don't want to get into this. I didn't come here looking for that. You see, you're not free. You're not free to use your intelligence. Your intelligence would be, well, what do I care what your opinion is of a football team? What do I care what your opinion is? You see? Let's chant Hare Krishna. My dear friend, if you're so wrapped up in sports, I think I need to talk with you. We need to, we need to talk. You know? You need, you, what you need is a little bit of bliss in your life. It's like when Prabhupada was asking that devotee who's leaving, what will you do for bliss? Prabhupada knew what the devotee had in mind. Sex, drugs, rock and roll. And Prabhupada said, you will be disappointed. He didn't mention that. He said, what will you do for bliss? And the devotee hung his head. Prabhupada said, you will be disappointed. So, you know, in other words, you leave freedom and go into bondage. Now, those who do, uh, those who are into the sex, drugs, and rock and roll thing are enslaved uh, by it. You have to have, you know, it's just like uh, I've talked to some people, I'll be talking in my travels, meet these young people and say, uh, what about intoxication? Do you smoke marijuana? Well, occasionally. And I'm thinking, I don't think people do that occasionally. Typically they do it every day. You know, people who drink beer or alcohol consumption, they do it as often as they can, you see. They become enslaved. Now, this is what, this is my bliss. I don't want to go a day without it. Then I'm chasing some sex life. That's my bliss. I don't want to go without it. Every day I go without it, I'm losing out. You see? They become, they, they fall into that rut. They're always making sure, you know. Uh, I used to know people that they, they couldn't end the day without making sure that they've got uh, enough alcohol to start them off the next day and enough cigarettes to start them the next day. They don't want to wake up tomorrow morning without alcohol and cigarettes. They're enslaved. I mean, the thought of starting a day to, to know that I'll, I'm going to be existing tomorrow morning without any cigarettes. I can't do that. Or without any alcohol. Or marijuana. I've known people that couldn't go to sleep unless they knew that they had some... Uh, some other, whatever, you know, you fill in your intoxication of your choice here. You know, sex life. I have to have uh, sex life. I have to have, at least have it available. I have to have some there, someone there with me to make me feel like I have sex life. And if I have all these things, if I have my, my sex and my drugs and my rock and roll, now I can take rest peacefully because I know it'll be there tomorrow morning. You see, <laughs> my life is successful. You see, that's not freedom. The devotee can fall asleep wherever. You know, we don't have to have it. We know what we're going to have. What we, that we will have what we want and need there tomorrow morning. We need the holy name, and we know we have it. You see, we need each other. I know you're going to be here. I know you're going to be here. I know that tomorrow I'm going to have your association. You see. And if I'm somewhere in some distant part of wherever and I don't have your association, I can uh, message you, text you, or call you and I can have that association, you see. I can have it. I know I have it, you see. It's the, that's, that's our shot in the arm. The association of others we're serving Krishna. You see? Yes, Prabhu? My question is, I heard <coughs> I heard this answer from the week that when the devotee falling down, he needs to go back 
to this point is to go back to where it used to be. But my question is, uh, if uh, if uh, when the house of this devotee was going back, he has for something new, something he want to do, something, or he have to go back to, it, to, to his old habit, or mm. something, something in another in another new gratification, new sense gratification. If if he, if he fall down all the time, if he fall down all the time to go back to a bad habit, or it's for something, you know, we get in mind. You understand what I mean? No, I explain. For, for example, a devotee falling down, uh -huh. if he falling down, it's because he got something in mind he wants mm -hmm. to do outside. Mm -hmm. Or he falling down, he falling down just to go back to his old habit. You understand what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, he's still attached to that. That's the part that I won't let go. I've let go of everything else, but I'm not going to let go of that. Or I haven't fully let it go in my mind. I may have abstained for a period of time, but I haven't let it go. You see, it's still mine. I haven't surrendered. I've surrendered most of the way, but not, as Prabhupada said, fully, fully surrendered. So many times Prabhupada would say, fully surrender. Because, because a person, he got to be, got to be smart before you fall in Say, okay, if I got fall down to go back what I used to do, I know that already. Why have to fall down? Just let it go. But if you have to fall down for something you never realize, okay, that makes sense. That is not smart anymore, but yeah. if you got to fall down to why you used to again, that's, that's so, I'm sorry to use this word, but that's so dumb. And some because people do that. Before. They, they want to go back and re-chew the chew. Yeah. There's something they didn't get complete. They feel in their mind that, I, that if, I, I, if I go back now with what? What's the difference? Now I have the torchlight of knowledge. Now I have intelligence. I have spiritualized senses. Subtly they're thinking this way. It's not on a gross level, but subtly. Why, I've learned how to enjoy. I've enjoyed more as a devotee than I ever did before I became a devotee. So let me take these purified senses and this intelligent way of thinking and let me go back and taste the material energy again. I think that this time I can do it better. Yeah, I can go, because now I have, now I'm seeing with the torchlight of knowledge. I have learned so much, you see. Now my senses have become purified. So now let me go taste the material energy. Smash, you see. The bodies like that will bounce, they'll bounce off, they come back, you know. Or sometimes they bounce right back. Uh, except that they're embarrassed. They become embarrassed and they think, oh, I can't go first to face the devotees. They're going to be thinking, you idiot, you, you should have known better than to do this. But that's foolish. First of all, the devotees, um, anyone with an, any advancement doesn't think like that when somebody comes back. What's required, according to Rupa Goswami, in a nectar of devotion, what's, what's re required? When the devotee falls down, what, what penance and austerity does he have to do to get reestablished to where he was? Devotional service. Devotional service. In other words, what do you do? You start it back again. Better starting back in his life than in the next life. Yeah. It doesn't say that you have to. Uh, chant extra rounds, that you have to do extra this, or you just go back and start doing what you're doing. Yeah. Just get back, get back in the ring. You know, you got knocked down. Okay, you get back up and get back in the ring. That's it. Yeah. Krishna doesn't, you know, doesn't say, oh, look at this fool, he got knocked down. Krishna's, Krishna is, is ecstatic. Look at my devotee. He's thinking, you can't leave me, can you? You love me. You are so attracted to me. You deserve something special. Because you got knocked down and you got right back up to come to me. You know? Yeah, Prabhu? I just 
I think that most people, well, people don't even leave the movement like they used to. It's not that, you know, they just want to separate generally. I mean, we can have fall downs in our mind at any moment. Even in association with always even living in Vaikuntha right here, yeah. we can have fall downs, you know, frequently, at any moment. Yeah. And then as soon as we take shelter, sense gratification, Prabhupada talks about how there's different levels of faith. And the reason we take shelter, sense gratification, I think, is because we don't have, the, we don't really have strong faith that Krishna is a person, and we don't have that connection. Yeah. And when, we, when we're connected, we never think, oh, we take shelter, sense gratification. When we're disconnected, when we're making a full flood. Right. And and what are we thinking? Um, what makes us like that? What makes us like that is, it's like you ever talk to somebody, uh, we may have discussed this before, you ever talk to somebody that says, uh, uh, speaks of himself as a recovering alcoholic? You say, oh really, you're a recovering alcoholic? Yeah, well how long has it been since you've had any alcohol? Oh, 37 years. 37 years? Yeah. He still considers himself recovering. He doesn't say, I used to be, or I'm a recovered, he's not recovering. So I like to, to look at myself as a recovering impersonalist. I'm recovering. I'm not fully there, because I'm subject to fall back and forget at any moment because of my so much conditioning. I'm subject to fall at any moment, even for a split second, and start to deal with devotees and situations, and even Krishna on an impersonal level. You see, so I'm, I'm not recovered, but I'm, I'm on the path. I'm taking the medicine. I'm, I'm doing what is prescribed for me to fully recover, you see. So yeah, we're, we're recovering. We're subject to, for these things to enter our mind at any moment. It's how we, uh, but that's not bad though. Um, who was it? Krishna Das, Krishna Das Kaviraj. Who was it that said, uh, "When I when I think of sex, Jamuna uh, uh, Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, but it was it Jamuna Anyway, when I think of sex, I spit. What's that telling us? Higher taste. But he's, it's telling us he thinks of sex. Right. He he doesn't say if I were to. He says when I. Think. So the thoughts will come in. Yeah. It's what we do once they get in there that counts. Yeah. You know. So the thoughts come in. We're in the material world. It's here. It's around us. When we used to talk about how on the Ganges sometimes a dead body will come. You know you don't meditate. Yeah. Let it go on past. You see. Yeah, really, that's very powerful, actually. Let it go through your mind. Let it go. If your mind wants to hang on to something like that, some Maya, then you you can just say yeah, and, and it, it, it you it, it's just like with with uh, um, well with just about any form of Maya. If you fast forward in your mind, or, you know, you say, okay, my dear mind. This is what that would lead to. And the mind will say, Ugh. you know, it's like a child says, I want this. Well, but if, you, if you, you know, it's like your mother would say, you know, but if you eat that too much candy, your teeth will rot out. Ah, I don't want to, you know. <laughs> you, know, so, yeah. you know the story about the two Buddhist monks? The one monk carrying the young woman across the river. Oh, I think I've heard the tell it. No, I was just going to say, it says two Buddhist monks. They come to the river, and this, this uh, young woman that, you know, is no boy or anything, and she, can you carry me across the river? So the, the one monk said, okay, lift her up, put her over his shoulder, carry her across the river, and drop her up on the other side. And the other monk said, I can't believe you're renunciating, you carried that woman over your shoulder across the river. What were you thinking? And he said, he said, I let her go back at the river, and you're still carrying her. Yeah. <laughs> I let her go on the other side. You still have her in your mind. See? Yeah. 
So, yeah, the devotee uh, in the renounced order, what does the renounced man do? Does he not have association with the females? Not his mind. And if you do, if you do have association with them, well, then you have to be on your toes and you have to see them as devotees. Even if they're not, you have to see them as Krishna's devotees. In other words, you have to have that personal bond with Guru and Krishna. Otherwise, you will see them as sex objects and, and, and your mind will want to manipulate them. But if you see them as devotees, an opportunity to serve Krishna, then it's, it's spiritualized. You can, you can deal with females. We're going to have to deal with females. Especially if you take disciples. What are you going to say? I'll only take men? Not in America. <laughs> yeah, Prabhupada, that wasn't Prabhupada. That, that's not his mood. Because mind being obligated in Every second, every second, mind being. Yeah. So, so you have to go. Oh. Take pictures. Take pictures. Take pictures. Take pictures. Take pictures. Take pictures. Take you wake up in the middle of the night and you're hearing Kirtan. Yes, sir. Yesterday, I saw the I see the 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 the